This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome to the second round of Buckets, and you better believe we're still out here with Billy Scafuri. You're getting bucket buckets. Second round vibes, AB. Second round vibes. Remember like a few years ago, we did a Buckets draft lottery special. It was the Lakers, the Knicks, and the Cavs in the top four. We were the bottom four teams in the NBA. One might say we started from the bottom and now we here. And then you guys drafted R.J. Barrett, not Zion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Lakers <laughs> traded their pick for Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. We didn't take Garland. No. Uh, and the Cavs, I forget what they did, but they're doing all right for themselves too. And look, the Lakers and Knicks are in the final four of their conference. Facts. Facts, man. I tell you. I didn't think we'd ever be here. At the I didn't think that the Knicks were going to manhandle the Cavs like they did. Was, there was like multiple games where we gave up 32 points in a half. <laughs> it was light work. Light work. I mean, like Donovan Mitchell was a top five player in the NBA, and then we made him fine. The postseason is very different from the regular season. Yeah. Yes. We sort of convince ourselves that they're very similar when the regular season is happening. Mm-hmm. And then the postseason starts and it's like, all right, now let's play a different, more efficient brand of basketball. And some players can't do that. Not to say and Donovan Mitchell can't, but there are some players who are not playable in the postseason. Correct. And I will say that there are some <laughs> that um, elevate their game to a whole nother level. And do you know who I'm thinking of when I say that? Uh, Steph Curry? Close. Go, <laughs> go the exact opposite direction across the country. Um, so, uh, um, Jalen Brunson? <laughs> no, now head south. Uh, From the northwest to the south. There he is. Yeah. Jimmy Butler's ankle fell off, and he said, I'm good for the final four. He was rolling around <laughs> like a 7-Eleven hot dog on the floor. Yeah, I sort of, I, I don't know whether to spend more time recapping what's already been done. Like, we know mm. that the, the Knicks whipped the Cavs. They, right. they, they, the Cavs had no answers. They had no wings. They mm-hmm. seemingly, the bigs weren't that big. They were more thin. Mitch mm-hmm. Robinson was having his way. Donovan Mitchell wasn't doing enough, and Garland was hit or miss, hot and cold. It just wasn't enough. And they kept saying Mobley needs to put on weight. Mobley yes. needs to. He was just getting weight bullied room. around by by dudes, right? A very tall, skinny guy, that Mobley. Yes, defensive player of the year, close. Yeah, Jaron Jackson. Two. Yeah, Jaren number Jackson. two. Yeah. Right. Uh, so then we move on to Miami, and I didn't really watch that game yesterday. Knicks were in control, and then I refreshed, and they were down nine. So yeah. What happened between in control and down nine? <laughs> I will say it was like, oh, right, the Knicks. I remember the <laughs> Knicks. Sure. So they were cold and they couldn't stop for Kyle yeah. Lowry did his thing or what, what happened exactly? Well, we missed three pointers. At one point, we were like three for 25 from three. And there were clean shots, too. It's just not going in. And you can't survive like that. You know, yeah, you, that's that's the sad thing about being an NBA fan is like, oh, at the end of the day, you just have to make threes. And if you make a lot, you'll win. And if you miss, you'll lose. But that kind of, it takes away some of the fun and strategy behind being a fan. Totally. It's like the most boring thing you could say that's usually true about an NBA basketball game is it's a make or miss league. And it's like, well, yeah, it's kind of boring to say, but it's totally true. And they got hot when we got cold, and that's what it was. Yeah. Like if Miami goes 12 of 24 and you guys Mm -hmm. go 3 of 24, you'll lose. That's right. And and nothing else matters. But we shouldn't just gloss past the fact that Miami took out the Milwaukee Bucks. What the hell? Yeah, that was the biggest upset I've seen. That was the most shocking moment. We were watching Game 5 together, and it was Milwaukee at home in total control. Yes, and 
the heat took over and the Bucks melted down. They melt. They had a meltdown. You and I were sitting next to one another on the inbounds pass when Jimmy Butler caught the Hail Mary falling down and one hand and put it in. The, it was unbelievable. That's there up so there. There were many moments that were that, Like the, the, the Heat were down four with like eight seconds left and Gibson yes. hit a three and I was like, oh yes. my God. Yes. And then like the Bucks handed it in. It was like almost stolen, then a foul and a jump ball. and Like that's up so there. Crazy moments. Is that not up there with... Uh, Kawhi's shot, Derek Fisher's shot. Like, there are some iconic Dame's shot. There are some iconic playoff, like, send them home shots. Yeah. And that was, I mean, that was the messiest, craziest one of the bunch. Yeah, an alley up to a six foot six inch guy while you have like three seven footers not at the rim. And a 50 50 ball. I mean, that was up for grabs. They just <laughs> chucked it up there and he was like, my ball. But he yeah. is, I mean, we all saw it in the bubble. Like, he drove his car until he ran out of gas in the bubble. But he, it's like, playoff Jimmy is a really real thing as far yeah. as I'm concerned. He's very good at playing harder than everybody else. Right. And that translates to wins in this weird way. <laughs> it is hard. Like, why does he play harder? Like, everyone's playing hard. And right. In theory, they're all playing their hardest. Mm hmm. But he's playing harder. <laughs> I think that's where the word intangibles shows up. Where it's just his his hardest is happens to be harder just because of his genetic makeup or something. I don't know. Or if he is actually like smart enough that he just like reads the game in different I don't know. The the short answer is I don't know. And we could just say like well, go on. Well you saw it firsthand against the Knicks and was it similar? There was a lot of other things happening. Gabe Vincent decided to become Steph Curry, which is just like, when you see the starting fives lined up against one another, you're like, oh, they start Max Struess and Gabe Vincent. We've got this in the bag. But Gabe Vincent, like, meet Gabe Vincent. That's what this is going to be for me. It's like, you talk shit, Billy, but like Gabe Vincent is a professional NBA basketball player. God damn. Another one of those guys where it's like, he could have just disappeared and it's like, Gabe Vincent's not playable. It's the postseason. This isn't Gabe. Like, why does he not care, but Jordan Poole is affected? Like, when do we get to decide when the stage is too big and the lights are too bright for some players and some players don't care? That is interesting because I do you think that is true about Jordan Poole? Like, do you think that the lights are too bright for him or is he just on a cold spell right now? I don't know. Well, he was trending down anyway. So, like, it's hard to say, like, that's why he's struggling. But like Sabonis, all-star mm. all year. Yes. Gets to the postseason. He's seem- like seemingly rattled. Is, do you think Draymond Green rattled him? <laughs> Because that's um, that was a lifetime of a series. That was yeah. a that was a full lifetime of one series. But like bunnies, he was missing like eight foot jumpers by the end. Like he yeah. looked like he did not want to shoot the balls. It was an interesting, like you said, like a turn of character for Demontis Sabonis. I had to watch like regular season highlights to remind myself: <laughs> right. Does he ever shoot eighteen footers? They're right. treating him like he's Kevon Looney. Like yes. he's not looking at the rim. There Meanwhile, that look at the rim. He's not looking at the rim. Kevon Looney was Demontis Sabonis in this series. <laughs> yeah, getting every offensive rebound and getting put back layups and dunks. How tall is Kevon Looney? I don't understand him. I don't understand how he is a center who gets twenty boards. It yeah. just seems like I would guess he's like six nine, six ten, but he's right. like strong. I think he's just very strong. That's his secret sauce? Because he got twenty plus rebounds yesterday, correct? He got twenty plus rebounds three games of that series. Oh, oh my god. God, he's six nine. Yeah. Like, what is that? I think I think the Kings don't have a big like Sabonis is their big body, and he's mm-hmm. not um, seemingly as strong or tough as Kavon Looney. It is interesting that the Kings and the Warriors neither have a traditional center, and now they're playing against. Uh, now, obviously, the the Warriors are, but 
either one of those winners would have played against another team that doesn't have a traditional center. It's like getting to the point now where it's like, do more teams not have a traditional center than do? Yeah, would, would you call Anthony Davis a traditional center? In no way. In no way. I think that he, has, he could be, a, he's the body of a center, but he'd, yeah. he, he'd prefer to play the wing, correct? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like sort of a modernized center, but like... Is he your starting center on paper? Yeah. Okay, it's not Vando. No, he's the, he's the... And like against the, the Grizzlies... Did you see the game where the Lakers won by 40? Yes. <laughs> that was just all AD like rebounds and dunk. Like he was not shooting outside the key at all. And before we even get to the nuts and bolts of that game, Dylan Brooks saying, I only respect someone who gave me 40. And then the Lakers win by 40. It's like God is real. God is a real person, and he makes choices. I don't believe in the God, but I I believe in the basketball gods. Okay, there you go. The basketball God is real. And he was like, all right, fine. I'll give you 40. (laughs) That was was unreal, dude. (laughs) On the dot. He walked back to his hotel like two miles away from (laughs) crypto. That Michael Sarah sad walk, that Charlie Brown music playing behind it. This is the first time I've respected Dylan Brooks ever. Like The fact that he like walked home. The chain that says DB, like, hey, everyone, look at me. Like, I fucked up and a, a march of shame. And he's just like, I'm going to own it. Good old walk of shame. We've yeah. all been to college. We've all experienced it before. But I do love the GM. Did you see the GM's quote? No. Like, a few days after, somebody asked the GM and like, the, you know, like, debriefing after the season. Do you think that, like, the swagger and confidence and headlines of that your team was making throughout the year got in the way and he's like as a matter of fact i do and um they were like do you what do you think about dylan brooks's role in all of it and he said i'm going to touch on dylan brooks at a later time and it was like (laughs) you're not on the team next year dylan (laughs) he's a free agent (laughs) he's not coming back (laughs) he's like pat bev like he's just like he's turning into these like oh there's a couple just like annoying rats in the league now well, he's another guy that I'm like, I have to watch regular season highlights. I'm like, did he ever like make shots? Like I see right. that he averaged like 17 points a game. That's pretty right. good. Right. The Lakers also have players like that. Like Beasley and Troy Brown were like pretty solid role yeah. players for the Lakers this but, season. But they don't let their mouth six, get in the like, way. No, yeah. They don't get their mouth, let their mouth get in the way. But by game six of the playoffs, they're like, we can't play these guys at all. Zero, right. zero minutes. It is funny to look back on all of the guys who like tried to think I can get in LeBron's head. Like, remember when Lance Stevenson blew in his ear? Like, yeah. everyone thinks like I'll be the guy that's going to stop the greatest or second greatest basketball player of all time, and they all fail. So far, so far they've all failed. But I will say the Lakers went out and got Lance Stevenson because it's like <laughs> you're crazy enough to fuck with me, you know? Like when Matt Barnes, Matt Barnes, fall into his face. That's right. Kobe's like, I want you on the team. Yeah, the Lakers signed Dylan Brooks. No way. That would be good. God, no. (laughs) Just no. (laughs) I don't even think so. I don't even think it would be interesting. It would just be like, oh, this annoying guy's our our problem now. Yeah, I think. But like, Pat was another one. He was like always like harassing the Lakers as a Clipper, and then we went off and got him. That didn't work out too well either. So maybe we've learned our lesson. You have had so many basketball players on your team this year. It seems like about we've had two teams, two different seasons. That's right. Like. Pat Bev started on your team this year, correct? Correct. Wow. I mean, that feels like a lifetime ago. And then we traded him for Mo Bamba that we're, we're, we refused to play. So it's like we just wanted nobody instead of Pat Beverly. Uh, side, I mean, side conversation real quick. Remember when I was working that boxing event for the Tank Davis thing? And yeah. I was like, Amir, I'm with Mo Bamba right now. But yeah. and then like after about a half hour, I sent you like an, enough pictures where you're like, Billy, I got bad news for you. Yeah. You're not with Mo Bamba right now. Another seven foot one inch <laughs> basketball player. I don't know who it is, but it's oh. not Mo Bamba. 
I had to tell a series of other photographers and journalists at the event, hey, it's not Mo Bamba. It's not Mo Bamba. (laughs) (laughs) It's no Bamba. It's no Bamba. Uh, Yeah, we're sort of flying around all over the place because we haven't spoken since the the playoffs started. But I would give that first round an an A+. I mean, there was so much madness and drama and unexpected twists and turns and real upsets i mean real upsets the knicks the were technically were an upset, an upset. The, the lakers knicks were an upset underdog. yeah yeah miami, i mean miami yeah did you see that tweet that was like there's one of every seed left the yeah eight are people one two three four five six seven eight that's kind of people cool. yeah people were really into that and i was like it doesn't do it for me <laughs> yeah i like the fact that it was not only like that many upsets but each one had a slot like lakers are seventh miami mm-hmm. was eighth mm-hmm. it was sixth it's kind of very clean like that. So let me ask you about your team right now. So you got okay. past a very good Memphis Grizzlies team. The yeah. two seed? Correct me. Okay. Who would you have preferred? Because you said that you were going back and forth watching Golden State Kings, who you'd prefer to play. Yeah. Did you actually land on the team when it's all said and done who you'd prefer to play? Well, who you would have preferred to play? I think just by default, the team that loses are the teams like, oh, maybe we should have wanted to play that team because mm-hmm. they were young and inexperienced and um kind of hobbled by the end like De'Aaron Fox was looking a little injured Mm -hmm. but then during like game seven I'm like oh maybe we do want to play the Warriors because it looks like it's just a Steph Curry show that's right like if we just focus on Steph Curry the other guys aren't doing much right now I tend to agree with that uh that answer doing much and Jordan Poole is struggling right now and Mm -hmm. Wiggins sort of looks like a shell of his former self Mm -hmm. it looks like it's like Sacramento would be a young, fast, athletic team that we have to like stay in front of. Yes, as anybody can hit a three. Yes, with Golden State, I'm like maybe it's just trying to find a way to limit Steph Curry, and then everything else will fall into place. I tend to agree. I feel like Sacramento has a better team, had a better game plan, but they ran up against the greatest scorer of our generation. Ultimately, right. yeah. How do you who a who guards Steph? <laughs> and who double team Steph? <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's really really impressive that at age thirty five he still has the conditioning, yes. and like the core strength to run as much as he does and not get tired. And he was like, playing in the paint too; like yeah. he was getting in the paint heavy yesterday, attacking the rim. Like twenty eight year olds get gassed, and like Steph Curry is still there outrunning everybody. And then it's like it's not just running; it's running, stopping, and making threes off the dribble. Like yes, shit. aren't you? Like, it's been 10 years of this. Why, aren't, why is any more tired? It felt like the first game of the playoffs where I was watching Steph Curry and he was making shots. And I think I texted you this where I was actively covering my mouth with shock. I was like shocked. I was like, that can't go in. I couldn't. Like, and there was so many. How? How does he? You know? So it's like, oh, shit. If he gets on one of those heaters, is this how he win. wins the championship? Is this yeah. how they won last year? Like, Kind of. He did that in Boston. And he just he has the ability to single-handedly win a game, which yes. not a lot of players do have. So is it Schroeder? Is it, is it, who's, who's guarding him? I think it's like a series of everything. Like sometimes Vando gets the point guards because he's very long. Mm. And he can like disrupt shots mm. that like Dennis Schroeder can't. And Schroeder. Schroeder's fast and has the energy. So like he'll give it a shot. Yeah. And sometimes D'Lo is like guarding the other team pork right. And then we have like AD on Draymond so he can like sort of cheat off and play center field. Mm-hmm. I will say that the Kings did not have any rim protection. Like right. how many times did Steph just pump fake and then waltz Get in right there. in? <laughs> right. It's, like, it's me versus Sabonis and sorry Sabonis, you're not very good. I will say that helps the Lakers a lot, the second big of it all. Like having AD out there is so comforting, but then having Vando right behind him is something that the Kings did not have. 
And LeBron was also doing that a lot, like just guarding their like he was guarding Brooks, but you don't have to guard Brooks mm-hmm. in the same way that like LeBron might be guarding Draymond or Looney. Mm-hmm. The Kings don't have or the Warriors don't have five players that can all hit threes. How would you grade? Like, oh, sorry, finish your thought. Or, or you have to space the court. And it's like LeBron is tied to this guy because he's in the corner. Right. LeBron is never going to be guarding someone that uh, like Luke Kennard or um, Wiggins, where he has to like run around a lot. He's going to be guarding. Looney or Draymond, where he can sort of cheat off in the place. Mm-hmm. Point Free forward. Safety. Yeah. How would you grade, like, traditional educational grades, A through F, LeBron's uh, series, his first series? It was kind of like, I kept watching it, and I was like, I'm waiting for him to really turn it up, or like, I don't yeah. know, be the LeBron, but maybe he's just a really awesome role player amongst, like, a series of good teammates. Yeah, this is, like, the first year where he sort of transitioned away from, like, he's not the A-plus star of the team that always right. to the Warriors. Like, he's saving his energy for the defensive end, which I thought was kind of cool. Like, mm-hmm. the end of game one against the Grizzlies, he was just, like, standing in the corner on offense. And it's yes. like, this is Austin Reeves and Rui taking yes. over. Yes, yes. Which was awesome. Like, this is great. Now he's saving his energy for defense, which is almost, like, where he's more important to the Lakers because, mm-hmm. like, him and AD locked in defensively. We saw what they did in not only game one, but game six, where they held them to 85. They were yep. just like everywhere. Yes. But then also, because it's LeBron James, like I went to game four. Yes. And there what was, a game. What a game. When it's like, we need a bucket, LeBron can still do that. He can still attack specifically. Yes. Yes, His like deep threes late in the game, Some many go in. I'm not trying to be a hater. But when yeah, he yeah. attacks still, it's like, yeah. okay, this is that one thing that is really impossible to stop. That's a massive layup, by the way, that he made in that, that like – that, that's like a that series that's a series theory. saving yes exactly yeah. <laughs> there's so many things that changed because he made that layup that went took you to overtime correct yeah that just took us to overtime and then in overtime he did the same thing he like got an and one on dylan brooks that was like the scream of joy that mm-hmm. everyone's posting on social media now. yeah 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 well i wonder what vegas says is golden state the favorites am i wrong in saying that warriors are favored yeah mm-hmm. by a little bit they have but, home court yeah, I'm oddly optimistic about that series because, one, because the Warriors play slow. Like, yep. they're not a young team like the Grizzlies. Yep. I was more I'm more afraid of Memphis and Sacramento. Yep, speed demons. Than I am, of, oddly, of, like, Denver and the Warriors, just because they don't like to run. Mm-hmm. Right. In the Lakers-Grizzlies series, whenever the Lakers got a live ball turnover, mm-hmm. I can't literally cannot remember one time where it wasn't a layup within four seconds. Yes. Like, it's over, like... It's a it's a track meet and they're outrunning us. Like yeah, one pass turnover layup three seconds later. Like you have young dudes and yet you're a veteran team. Mm-hmm. You know, like you definitely have some young guys on your team, but like you feel like the elder statesman amongst the teams that are still out there right now. I mean, maybe it's just the LeBron of it all and AD to a certain extent, but you have yeah. the, you have an old energy to you, and well, so does yeah, kind like, of Golden State. Yeah, they like to they don't like to play run and gun either. They're not like they're not Malik Monk or De'Aaron Fox running no. down the court. No, they run. In a half-court set, which is kind of yes, this unique exactly. thing. <laughs> right. Yeah, which poses you, its own defensive problems. But the Lakers have lo- been looking great defensively since they traded for those guys. You touched on Denver. Um, were you as surprised about the result of the first game as I was? I was not. Really? Yeah, I thought Denver was a much better team, and I don't really think he wow. was very good. Yeah. Wow! <laughs> That's great. Tell me why, because I am on the exact opposite side of the line. I see Phoenix's roster, and I'm like... That starting five is deadly. Yeah. I think they, they weren't. weren't very good against the Clippers. And I'm like, okay, this is True. like two great players, obviously. Booker and Durant. Booker and Durant, 
a number one, probably best duo. Just if you if you pick two, the top two, they they yes. might have the best two. Mm-hmm. After that, dude, not much action. Valid, <laughs> not, not much action. Valid, very yeah, valid. Like, there's they play even with teams when they're playing well, and then there's a certain point where like Denver or the Clippers, where it's like, okay, now it's our bench, and you guys are playing Josh Okogie and Chris Paul mm-hmm. and DeAndre Ayton and whoever's left over, and it's just eight to twelve minutes of mediocre basketball and the other team takes off and i tell you you uh you said that like durant and booker are the best duo in the league but jamal murray might be the best western conference scorer right now that dude was he was out playing devin Booker without a doubt he and his confidence was like through the roof because you i forget that he missed the last two years of playoffs yeah so this is his like since the bubble this is like first dominant playoff. yeah but i i mean it was it's been a while since I've watched a Nuggets game because I had them in the over-under league, so I was forced to watch a lot of Nuggets, and I got tired of watching them for like the last 15 games of the regular season. I was like, why are you good? Show me why you're good. And then, yeah. goddamn, second round, they were like, this is why we're good. Yeah. It's like Jokic and then also a bunch of good players. Yes, Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, Jamal Murray. These guys can score. KCP is good yes. enough. You know. These are five really good players yeah and then bruce brown picked his picked picked kevin durant's pocket twice within like the last two minutes like proper pick your pocket like like you didn't see me coming and i just took it from you i was just like wait a minute is this a sweep like (laughs) what (laughs) they kind of have like the knicks like playoff depth where it's like josh hart is pretty solid and yes solid and brunson is solid and rj is just like a bunch of really solid players the knicks don't have the Jokic part but they right. have like all the solid players that don't shrink in the postseason. Denver has all the solid players and Jokic. And a two-time MVP. Which is why I'm leaning towards maybe Denver versus Boston at this point. It finals. Yeah, I think it's going to be the superstar and the best supporting characters uh, that mm-hmm. make it out of each conference. It also seems like this playoff series is a stay healthy to survive type series, type playoffs. I mean, like we've had some pretty big injuries out, out the gate. Kawhi. Torres meniscus. Randall yeah. keeps hurting his ankle. Jimmy's yeah. ankle's the size of a baseball, apparently. Like, yeah. this really feels like a stay healthy and survive. Embiid, yeah. Embiid is doubtful. I mean, it sounds like it's the back of his knee, which is the worst part of your knee. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what that is. The back of your is that the, on the inside of your knee, the back of the kneecap, or like I think so. I think so. Otherwise, it's hamstrings. Yeah, yeah but yeah. but I well, mean, Boston, like, what a what a huge break in their favor. Like, dude, Atlanta without anybody like DeJounte Murray was suspended a game and now they get Philadelphia potentially without Embiid Mm -hmm. and then what's left over of the Heat versus Knicks like the the team that hobbles through seven games of that series and just like lands on Boston's front front stoop yeah I feel like Boston has the easiest path imaginable especially because Milwaukee's no longer there and there's always one team every playoffs that makes a run, makes a deep run. And we're like, yeah, but look how the ball bounced. You know, like they got lucky with this injury. It seems like that's always a given that it's yeah. like there will always be that one team. So yeah. Boston won the lottery this year when it comes to that. They figured it unless, you know, they have to stay healthy, too. That's exactly what. Yeah, that's exactly it. So whoever stays healthy. But I mean, with the Knicks, Randall goes down and ankles just suck. They're just so frustrating. But Obi comes in and it's like, oh, now we're just a run and gun team. You know, yeah. so that's where, to your point, depth really pays off. And it was like, exactly. it was just a different Knicks team that played for three quarters of the game. But man, we need Randall tomorrow bad. <laughs> yeah. Lake, Lakers also fully healthy, like for the first time this year. Like, 
we forget about there were two and ten and twenty six and thirty one, and then mm-hmm. AD went down, and then mm-hmm. LeBron missed a month, and mm-hmm. it was just like never ever fully healthy until literally right now, where it's like we have our entire squad, and that's so helpful. And that's lucky, but that also has to be slightly by design, right? I think it's fortunate we got injured at the right time. We got mm. injured in January and February, and it looked dicey then. Yes. But that's better than looking dicey now. Like, Memphis got injured at the wrong time. Yeah. And we can't overlook missing Steven Adams and Brandon Clark. Like, those, yeah. that's their twin towers right yeah. there. Yeah. Even Luke Kennard, like, couldn't play this. Like, they figured something out with Luke Kennard playing him instead of Dylan Brooks, and he instantly got hurt. Did he play in the last game when you lost by 40? No, he couldn't play. He was hurt. Y- yeah, he had like a like a pitcher, like a baseball pitcher who smokes cigarettes in the dugout, ice pack on his shoulder. It was just Major like, league, yeah, yeah this this man is in like just like old school eighties pain right now. That <laughs> <laughs> was a weird. I like I didn't even see what the injury was. It was like a stinger that turned into a full multi day injury. Yeah, I don't know. I'm also deeply curious about this Jimmy Butler injury because I mean he stood in the corner and airballed one three, and that was it. I'm that curious. Was weird that the Knicks didn't attack Jimmy Butler. Dude, weird is this the <laughs> nicest way you could put it. I was it just was sitting like a there. Four point six point game when he went down, right? We have bruisers. We have bruisers on our team. Dribble through his chest, yeah. like take they like never, sp- they like they respected his injury. They're like, we don't want to make it. Like it was like friends playing. Like okay, if you're gonna play, like we won't attack you on defense and we'll let you shoot on offense. If you dude, want. dude, I'm not rooting for injuries, but also <laughs> if you're out here, if you're out here, we're gonna bang. We should bang. Did anybody ask tips about that? Like after the game, like why don't you put Josh Hart in a pick and roll? Why don't you like ISO Jimmy Butler, who literally could not move? Yes, I don't know if anyone asked Tibbs that question, <laughs> but I'd like to ask Tibbs that question. <laughs> but also, the Knicks are now underdogs in that series. If mm. Jimmy Butler doesn't play, that feels mm. like a great value bet, doesn't it? Is that true that Vegas now has Miami as the odds-on favorite? Yeah, because the Knicks were slight favorite, and then they lost Game One. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I guess what they're probably thinking is whether he plays or doesn't play tomorrow, they're off until Saturday. And he'll almost definitely play Saturday. And so, but I still think the Knicks are the better team. And even if I was just a basketball basketball fan, evergreen basketball fan, watching that game, it seemed like there was many times where the Knicks could have and should have been up 20 and they weren't, you know? So, and Brunson had a relative off game. RJ, it's so funny how one quarter he is a God tier Nick player. And the next quarter, it's like, why did we draft this guy? It's like, there is no middle ground for how one should feel about RJ Barrett. It is unique to put it mildly. So, uh, so I don't know. I, th- I still think that we should be a favorite. And I do think it's a good value bet, as a matter of fact, Amir. Yeah. Let's look at the, the, the lines right now. As it stands right now, this is before... Um, before Celtics Sixers game one and before mm-hmm. uh, Suns Nuggets game two, uh, Celtics overwhelming favorites minus five twenty five. Mm. You're gonna have to bet five hundred dollars just to win a hundred. Yeah, they Not were like minus. Value. They were like minus five hundred like an hour and a half ago. So yeah. people are still just betting, betting, betting Boston. They're figuring without Embiid, Sixers don't stand a chance. Uh, Tobias Harris season. Nuggets are who were not favored before game one are now favored after destroying the Suns. They're now really once minus one seventy. Whoa! What were they like plus one twenty five before yeah, game one? Kind of like that. Wow! Uh, the Knicks are now plus one thirty as well. Plus one thirty. Yeah. I mean, there's a reality. Well, I won't. Even, I don't want to put this out into the air, but there's a reality in which they lose Tuesday. And they're suddenly like a plus two fifty or something yeah. like that, or plus two twenty five, and that might be the time to scoop them. 
But if Jimmy Butler doesn't play, it, it'll be that second game, right? Like, yes. this is the game to rest them. You already stole one at home. You have yes. an extra few days of rest. They don't play again until Saturday. Easy, yes, right? correct. So I think now's the chance. Now's, now's the time to hit the Knicks. You've earned the right. Like, you got the win. You split the series already. But here's the thing. Jimmy's a maniac. He is a maniac. He, he, he said, I'm staying, he in. He <laughs> said I'm staying in. He said I'm staying for 48 minutes. For 48 minutes. Yeah, you can't. Well, what we know is that the Knicks aren't going to bang into him, so he's fine. He yeah. should. There's <laughs> going to be, no, yeah. There's no way. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm curious. There's been no sort of like it's a grade two or anything, right? No one, no one's no, put a label on the but severity. Swelling the size of a softball. That's usually uh, a take a take a week or two off and let's see the swelling go down and then test it. Like mm-hmm. I know it's the playoffs, but Jesus Christ, you can't really do much. Not that he relies so much on athleticism, but you know. It's, he's not like Russell Westbrook out there, but he's still like, you need to be able to walk. Oh, totally. And he had like so many outlet plays where he ran and Kevin Love just fired it 65 feet perfectly. And he caught it and dunked it immediately. Like any sort of burst, any sort of push off that he doesn't have, we'll take it straight up. Nice of the Cavs to just hand over a role player to <laughs> their competitor. Miami. What happened there? Why did that? bottom out like, And he was like an ambassador. Like, yeah. it seemed like, do you think that internally he was like, yo, I'm tired of being on the bench. Like, I want like more, I want more minutes. Miami. He starts. <laughs> <laughs> he starts. And now they're in the second round of the Cavs or not. You know, the Cavs could have used this fucking Kevin Love. What Facts. Yes. <laughs> it's like the Lakers being like, nah, Austin Reeves, you can go to the Warriors. It's like, no, uh, don't do that. And what do you gain? Like, are yeah. you paying him that much at this point? Like, you've worked him into your books and your payroll. Like, it's nothing new or surprising that Kevin right. Love is getting paid. What a weird gift the Miami Heat just got there. Is he the uh, most um, graying player in the NBA at this point? He's got to be. LeBron has some grays, but his hair is very short. Mm-hmm. Kevin Love is like full on. He, he looks like me out there, honestly. Yeah, me too. I can't, uh, I can't even actually think of other graying players, to be honest. Like Haslam wasn't even graying. Yeah, ever. Like there wasn't a full gray basketball player, was there? No, I don't think so. But, but like, we might have got we might. who are like gray in like their 30s. Like it is in play that somebody would be gray. For sure. My dad is a Sicilian Italian who was fully gray at 25. Right. Like why doesn't that ever exist in the NBA? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, okay. Last series. Lakers plus 125. Warriors minus 145. Kind of mm-hmm. like a Denver Phoenix. Like pretty close. But um, Vegas gives the edge to the, the Warriors. Uh, I'm optimistic about the Lakers. Are you equally so, or would you, if you had to bet, you'd go Warriors? These two teams have been the most confounding teams for me to bet in these past call, like past month and the first round. Like I just don't know what I'm ever getting with these teams. I I, I know that I know they have the star power. I know that their ceiling is so high, and yet I have no read what team walks onto the court each night. Like, yeah. it seems like I've seen both sides of the good Warriors, the bad Warriors, the good Lakers, the bad Lakers, yeah. you know? So, read-wise, I got nothing. Coming off that most recent game, I will say that Steph Curry is like, you, I was reminded. I needed to be reminded, and I was reminded that he is, without a doubt, the most unstoppable scorer in the NBA. Yeah. And it's so, going to be nearly impossible to eliminate him from the playoffs. Because, like, so, with his back against the wall, he'll just shoot 40 times. And it's that's right. Luck. He shot 38 times, I believe, yesterday. In a very hostile environment. It's not yes. at home. <laughs> no. And he was getting smashed and he was playing in the paint. I, I, my question to you would be, which player on the Lakers needs to elevate their game to an, the next level now? Like, who is going to, who's going to match uh, Steph Curry? Yeah. I think we play a lot, a lot better when 
uh, Delos hitting shots. Yeah, as was proven in the forty point win. Didn't he score yeah. like? Wasn't didn't he lead the team? Yeah, yeah, thirty one points. I think like AD will come and go. LeBron is what he is, and mm-hmm. Reeves is always like good for like six of ten, mm-hmm. five of ten, yeah. that range. Like mm-hmm. he'll ne- rarely shoot poorly and like not take over a game that often. Uh, D'Lo is kind of the bellwether where it's like, if he's like seven of 11 and hitting yep. threes, now it like opens everything up. Good call. If Do he's you think, struggling, it's a little harder. Does it frustrate you, his lack of urgency to get involved in the shooting game? Like when I watch him, it feels like he quickly makes like the right pass and the fast pass or like will shift, but he doesn't really seem to want to like force his way into the scoring column. Am I wrong? Is that a, is that a misread? Well, he's usually like pretty hot or pretty cold, and you can tell early on. Like, there's there has been a lot of times this series where it's like, oh, Delo's on a personal eight zero run, and then there's a lot of times where it's like, oh, Delo just airballed the fifteen footer, and it's yeah. like he doesn't want to force it after that. So um, that's that. That would be my question then. Does he know when he's hot and cold, and does he let that affect his decision making on the court? Yeah, I think he. I think once he makes a few like mid range jumpers, he's like, oh, it's on now. Like in yeah. game, the game six, he like hit like a few elbow jumpers from like the nail that yeah. the free throw line extended, and then he's like, I'm gonna start shooting threes. And then when he starts making those, it's like I'm calibrated. I'm yes, ready to go. that's right. I'm I'm locked in. Calibrated is a really good word yeah. to describe when D'Lo <laughs> is on. He's calibrated. That's a right, well exactly. said. I'll yeah. tell you, Dr. and Fox from the nail. Good gravy. I mean that. Miss. Until game seven, when he started missing a couple of game seven, I was like, "Uh oh, that was the unstoppable shot and it's not going in. Bad optics right there. Yeah, yeah. you could sort of start to tell like this is not his game and thus not the Kings game. Yeah. We got Uh, Clay. We got Clay on D-Lo. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know who I never thought of it on on the other way around. But yeah, either Clay or Steph, really. Like Mm -hmm. It's not like uh, D-Lo runs around so much that you can sort of save your energy. Yeah, right. Yeah, D'Lo. He's one of the more confounding players. Um, I also am thinking about him more than I usually do because I picked him in our points league, which I don't think we've actually discussed the results of the points league thus far. Yeah, I don't I know if that's... we discussed even having a points league. Should we? Or is that just too deep a rabbit hole for us to start going down right now? We can, we can reference it um, a little bit. We don't have to go into such detail, but we the same dudes that did our over-under did a playoff points draft where you draft players um, for the entire playoffs, and it's just a points league. All you're worried about is getting as many points as possible. Correct. So Giannis went first, and he's eliminated. Damn. Chris Wendelkin. Yeah, that sucks. I took Holiday and Middleton second and third, so I'm pretty much eliminated. Well, you had a philosophy that was different (laughs) than everyone else's. Like, I was just going for the best scores. You were going for the guys who you were relatively certain would be in the NBA finals. So we played the the most amount of games. Yeah, so I took KD, and I took Chris Paul, and I took Middleton, and I took Drew Holiday, and they might all be eliminated (laughs) first two rounds. (laughs) You took, like, Kawhi. He's like, even if he's going to get four games, that's a lot of four games. You took Steph. Even if he's eliminated after one, you took Le- Randall. Two? I, got, I got Randall with my eight. I have LeBron. I got Jokic. Jokic. Yeah. You have, like, the best team. That's the thing. And I, like, I've never done one of these just purely, like, cumulative leagues before. Like, games Although like you. LeBron yeah. making it to the second round and Jokic making it to the finals, like, that might end up being the best team anyway. Yeah, and I like got Randall with the eighth pick because we weren't even sure if he was going to play in game one. But of course, right. like the guys who I was like a little afraid might get hurt, like, well, Kawhi's knee fell off and Randall's foot doesn't work anymore. So yeah. we'll see. It's, it's like a good combination of like you want the second and third best players on teams that go kind of far mm-hmm. or like uh, our buddy Jesse who took like Trey Young 
Like he's like he's only going to play four to six games, but he's going to have thirty five points. So like, just give me one hundred and fifty. And he did, and he really did. He did. (laughs) Trey Young really did do that. Taking like Bruce Brown, it's like six points for twenty one games. Exactly. Forty points for six games. Even Chris Paul, I would say, I I would be surprised if Chris Paul even catches up to Trey Young if he makes it to the third round. Like he's scoring six, eight points a game. It's not it. It's not enough. It's not enough. But I misread my play. Like I took Jokic with my first and Steph with my second, but I didn't really consider that Jokic is throwing 13 assists a game. So yeah, like those getting 42 points in those games as well. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> but I'm like, Oh, he's feeding Aaron Gordon. He's feeding Jamal Murray. He's feeding want, Michael Porter jr. You want warriors, uh, nuggets, Western conference finals. That's what I was trying Steph to figure. Yeah. Jokic and just, Seven games, milk Just those eat. points. But I'll say this, that if the Lakers win, I have D'Lo and LeBron versus That's Jokic. That's very good. Contingency plan. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we'll uh, see. All right, one last thing. I wanted to make a bet, a series bet. Okay. Um, Nuggets to win, mm-hmm. Knicks to come back and win, Celtics to win, and then I'm throwing the Lakers in there just because... I'm an optimistic Laker fan. What does that All get you? Series. Let me All guess right. what. Let me see what that combi- Let me guess what that would combine to be. Okay. Four. Those four series. The you have one. You have two underdogs, I believe, mm-hmm. right? With the Knicks mm-hmm. and the Lakers. Yep. And then Nuggets and Celtics are highly favorites. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say plus five seventy five. More plus eight seventy eight. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fifty wins four hundred and fifty dollars. That's pretty good. I love four hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way this can fuck up, right? Oh, it's like my Milwaukee Bucks Denver parlay, or my Kings Knicks parlay, or like you know the Grizzlies um, Warriors parlay. There's no way that an upset ever happens in these rounds. I mean, how it's many, playoff basketball. How many of those uh, pre-referenced uh, parlays that you just mentioned actually hit for you? Oh, I can't quite keep track. Of uh, don't even answer. Don't even yeah. answer. <laughs> my one long future bet still alive is my Denver Nuggets to win the West. I'm still feeling good about that one. And you also have, I mean, it's tough, but the Suns to win yeah, it all. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't I'm sound that- too hot about that one. Not feeling too good about that one. Dude, I'm remembering that you had the Bucks to win it all, too. Oh, that, that Bucks. Dude, the Bucks losing really impacted you. Good gravy. It, it, I feel like there was a seismic shift in like NBA like future like it's a huge now what moment for the league like does Drew Holiday he said he's going to retire in two years like Chris Middleton can leave like Coach Bud might get fired but his brother died it was just a lot of a lot of action dude and like it's because Giannis was out for four games like let's not or three games like let's not like beat around the bush that's why that's well, why when he played they didn't look that good either. Yeah, but he was coming off of a serious lower back injury. Like, it, Giannis full one, strength. In game one, he, they were, like, down 10 to 15. But he played well. six minutes. <laughs> it was the first quarter or whatever. Although he did not look he did not look himself. The entire Bucks team did not look themselves. They looked yes. really at the end of game five. It wasn't even game seven. It was, like, literally game five. And that's the weird thing about the Bucks was that they are so they've been here before. And like yeah. even if they hadn't, these are professional basketball players. Like Drew Holiday, pro, Middleton, yeah. pro, Brooke Lopez, pro. I mean Correct. these guys they were have, down two zero in the NBA finals in case yes. one. I mean, so they're built for this, but for some reason, and it sucks because now the Knicks are gonna find out what that reason was. Yeah. But for some reason they couldn't beat Gabe Vincent. <laughs> and Jimmy Butler and Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry are like these 
uh, brothers that are very like, we'll find a way to win. Yes. Kyle Lowry was deeply annoying yesterday. Ooh. <laughs> deeply annoying. And they don't even have Hero. Like Tyler Hero broke his hand. They're Doesn't like matter. second best offensive weapon. Gone. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter. They beat us by like eight pretty handedly by the end. <laughs> like we could Madison Square Garden. Like a raucous, a yes. raucous Madison Square Garden. They Something were the Cavs could not do at full strength. No. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Jimmy Butler's like, I'll figure it out. And yeah. He, he yeah. was right. What's the game two odds? What's the, the Knicks have to be favored, right? Yeah, they are. And um, big, like that's even like that. minus one fifty, one seventy five. Yeah, bigger. They're seven point favorites. Yeah, right. Minus two eighty five. Minus uh, two eighty five. All right, so they do not think Jimmy's playing. Yeah, or it's like bounce back game plus Jimmy hobbled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun, and it has been thus far. I'm going to put that bet in. Lakers, Celtics, Knicks, Nuggets. Thank you, Knicks. Imagine if both of our teams make it to the final four. Dude. After being in the bottom four and the draft lottery. After the Knicks won their first uh, playoff game in round one and then the Lakers did too, I tweeted out jokingly, Knicks, Lakers, finals confirmed. And then we won the first round and I was like, well, I have to retweet myself. I'm that guy. And so I did that. And I'm like, I wouldn't mind tweeting this two more times. And suddenly you and I. I we're ready for a Lakers I don't Dude. know if I can handle that. Talk we, about that that Paul Rudd. This game is dramatic. Like it's always like weird overtime. Yes, Kalen Horton Tucker games, and it's yes. just like a lot of too much drama in those games. I don't know yes. if I can handle an entire series. Dude, that would be a good old time for you and me. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! And then part of me thinks that if don't worry, it won't come to that. Boston and the Nuggets are like these are just obvious. Like. The regular season did matter. These are the best teams, and they're going to show you why. Unless something crazy happens and Philly turns up. Like, <laughs> could you imagine if, if Philly takes out Boston? Now it is up for grabs. It yeah, is well, just, well, who wants it? Uh, I will say, like, even if they did do that, like, Miami beating the Bucks in five is the craziest thing that will happen this postseason. Like, nothing mm-hmm. will make it that crazy. Maybe um, the Knicks winning the championship is crazier. Philly like, beating Boston without Embiid could be pretty wild. Bucks over or Miami over Milwaukee in five is on five. The five of it is really eight, intense. Eight over one. The, by the way, the team that barely made the playoffs, like they were down to the Bulls mm-hmm. in the plan, mm-hmm. losing to the Hawks in mm-hmm. the plan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gabe Vincent season, folks. Gabe Vincent season. Honestly, I'm not. I'm still to this day not sure which one's Gabe Vincent, which one's Caleb Martin, dude. There is just. <laughs> Three bruising shooting guards who can... Tan, handsome, sharpshooters. Yeah. Some of them are awesome and some of them are not. And I can never tell which one is which and which one is going to go off and dominate that game. I tell you who I don't confuse them with, Duncan Robinson. Yeah, we know who Duncan Robinson is. Yes, he is hucking bricks. Poor guy. (laughs) Signed like a four-year, $100 million deal and just like back of the bench. Yeah. Well, not a poor guy, but yeah. Unfortunate guy. Yeah, socially poor. Cash yeah. rich. Cash rich. Would love to be Duncan Robinson right now. Would do anything to be Duncan Robinson right now. Uh, all right. Come back soon. Thank you for listening. And, what, are we, uh, what are we thinking? After a game four, around a game five, if both of our teams are still in it, when the anxiety is at an all-time high? Yeah. I mean, something exciting is going to happen. We, just, we haven't started this second round yet. Something cool is going to happen. I can that, just feel it. That's a good call. That's a good call. Well, good luck to you tomorrow, Tuesday. Is that your first game? Yeah, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. That's the Lakers schedule. Okay. Well, good luck to your team. Should be fun. Yes, sir. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. That was a HeadGum Original.